what's up? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Newsroom. My name is Katie, and I will be your host as we meander into the lives of inspiring and creative people. This is a hub for makers, thinkers, and anyone else who is doing the work that they truly want to be doing. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be talking to you again on the podcast. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you are here. So today's episode is a little bit different because it is a mini episode. I chatted with Meta from Beep Creative. Be Creative focuses on things like social media, digital marketing, and content creation. I met Meta at an event at our creative clubhouse back in May, which is around the time she started the company. Since then, she has grown the business and taken on more clients. So let's get right into the episode, but before we do, I just wanted to ask you to take the time to leave a review. That is one of the best ways to support the podcast, and if you do, it may even be featured on an episode. So if this podcast is adding value to your life in some way, please take the time to rate and leave a review. Thank you. So now, on to my conversation with Meta. So I'm sitting here with Meta of Be Creative. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so can you just start by giving us some background of who you are and where you're from, where yeah. you grew up? Um, so I actually grew up on um, Putin Bay. It's a small island in Lake Erie. Um, I graduated with a very small class of 12, and <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's a little tiny. So after I got off the island, I went to college, um, spent two years at Miami University, then finished at Bowling Green. I um, kind of, you know, tying into like how Be Creative came, um, I have a, a lot of background with um, restaurants. So mm-hmm. when I grew up on Putin Bay, my parents owned a restaurant. Oh, cool. um, so from ages 13 to 17, I was, you know, working in the service industry. All my friends' family owned restaurants. So it's kind of like a foundation mm-hmm. of like where I came from, uh, more service industry yeah. focused. What kind of restaurant did they own? Um, just like a fine dining restaurant mm-hmm. on Putin Bay on the water. Um, and then my brother currently owns a restaurant up on Catawba Island, so it's the same area. Oh, cool. Um, so after college, I graduated and um, went to work at his restaurant. Um, decided that I was just, like, bored with the area and always wanted to, like, well, potentially move out of Ohio, which never happened, but I'm okay with it now. <laughs> so I ended up moving to Cleveland um, for a corporate job. Is kind of... Um, thought I needed to, you know, have this certain job, and I was, like, in corporate America, and I realized after three months I absolutely hated it, and so where I grew up, we, you know, working in the service industry, it's, like, you know, more informal, kind of chill, and I always knew when I was uh, in college, when I was at Bowling Green for a couple of years, I always wanted, to, I was a business student um, studying marketing, and I always wanted to do some creative type of marketing, mm-hmm. and I had all this restaurant experience, and I loved creative marketing, so I kind of put the two and two in hand. Um, my dad was always a creative marketing type, and so I think I got it from him mostly. Mm-hmm. But growing up in that small town, I really wanted to get away and kind of, you know, go yeah. somewhere where not everyone knows you and, like, you know, already has the idea of who you are. Totally. So I think getting away from that and moving to Cleveland was, like, definitely the best yeah how has that transition been since you were pretty much I'm sure you would walk outside go a street over and you would know whoever was over there and now you're in a bigger area yeah you might not know so, everyone 
Um, from moving to Putin Bay even to college was like a big trans. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't because in Putin Bay, like in the summer, like you have an influx of like a huge population change when it comes to even employees and even people from different countries. So I was used to being around all different types of people. A lot of people say, "Oh, you grew up on Putin Bay. You grew up in such a small town. You must not really like." get out I mean I remember I was in college and we were going up an escalator in a mall and my friend looks at me who I met at college have you ever been on an escalator before <laughs> and I was like um I've traveled Europe like I like I grew up in right. Ireland I didn't like it's I wasn't not, like didn't grow up in a box <laughs> right it's not like you grew up on a commune or yeah something like that. I was like yes I've been on an escalator but okay it's funny <laughs> so people have a lot of uh you know already prejudged ideas of like you know who you are from like when you tell them where you grew up mm-hmm yeah. So that's kind of how I got to Cleveland is kind of wanting to get away from that small town mentality and kind of yeah, get away from that a little bit. Cool. So you were you moved to Cleveland and did you start after your corporate job you just started working at restaurants right away? Um yeah, so I was working at um a corporate job downtown Cleveland. It was insurance and it was just not me. I kind of used it as an excuse to move to Cleveland like oh I got this really cool like big corporate job like I'm gonna move to Cleveland blah 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 and it was more of an excuse to get out from the area I was Mm -hmm. in and to move to Cleveland and then I realized I was like oh my god no so I quit the job and went back to serving at Sarita which is right down the street here in Lakewood and I felt kind of ashamed and disappointed in myself like I'm moved to Cleveland to get away I was serving and managing and now I'm serving and managing again so I think my family was like well why did you move to Cleveland to do that mm-hmm. and so that was kind of like a hard time that was only last winter <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. so then what happened next how did you get to where you are right now um so when I was working at Sarita I think I worked there from last February up until November and I'm very thankful um the owners of Sarita Sandy and Tony um they really helped me kind of start everything especially with be creative they kind of gave me the like they don't know it but they like gave me the idea so I was working just serving and managing and I think um one of the owners saw something in me and was like hey would you like to do our social media and I was like you would pay someone to do that and she's like yeah she's like I can't she's like I don't want to wake up in the morning and think of what I need to post on Instagram like it's just not what I want to do I have other things to worry about I'm trying to run a restaurant And so I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And I was like over the moon. It was just one Instagram account, one Facebook, just for their restaurant. And I was like, like a kid in a candy store. I was like beyond thrilled that she asked me to do that. And it was just one little thing and I would keep serving and managing, but it kind of definitely was the seed that like sparked the idea Mm -hmm. of the company. Yeah. So you had that one restaurant that you were working with. How did you start to branch out? And so... When I was um, doing Sarita's social media marketing, um, my boss Sandy, she gave me her Nikon. She's like, hey, take some photos. I've never touched a camera, like a professional camera in my life. Like I always had like, you know, uh, obviously your iPhone, but I always had like video cameras and little Canons as like, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, but I had never touched a professional camera or even knew what I was doing. So if you look back at some of my first photos that I took at Sarita, I would like laugh at them because I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. those are horrible not terrible but not great and so I started she gave me all the tools I needed gave me her laptop and I kind of just started doing it for them and then I really just was like getting frustrated with this whole serving and managing thing I'm like I really just want to you know I was trying to apply for jobs at American Greetings just everywhere and no one would hire me and I was I was even having 
after I quit my corporate job having trouble finding a restaurant job which mm. I think it all led up to like fate I'm very big in mm-hmm. fate like me yes. getting a job at Sarita because yeah. I think if I never ended up at Sarita I wouldn't be doing what I am doing right now oh, so true so I'm definitely got into doing that and then around April I was like you know what I'm sick of serving I love what I'm doing with Sarita's Instagram account and learning photography and everything I'm like I'm just gonna create an LLC mm. and just came up with a name kind of just was like I look back and I was like wow I was kind of ballsy I was like literally had Sarita as a client and then my brother's restaurant I would do stuff for kind of like more randomly than consistently and I was like you know what I'm gonna give my like two months notice at my job tell them I want to be done with serving and managing and I'm gonna go off and try to get clients to do social media marketing for either though I had already only had like one Cleveland mm-hmm. restaurant and then by the end of the two-month mark that I start, submitted the LLC, I had six restaurants. So it kind of just trickled. And thank God, I just got out there and started networking. I was looking at people's Instagram accounts. I was seeing a lot of Instagram accounts that businesses that were so wonderful, but they didn't have the tools to like properly market themselves. Yes. Or they didn't know like that how important Instagram and Facebook can be when it comes to marketing your business. Mm-hmm. So I just started networking, um, talking to people, going to business, giving my card, and you know I got turned down a lot, but I think that's life. Um, and then I got four other restaurants: um, High and Dry, I had Wine Bar, um, I got Ironwood in Westlake, and then another month goes by, and then I got the Black Pig in Ohio nice. City. And now I'm in the works with getting a restaurant downtown. So now I'm like, I don't know how many months in, six months in, and now I have eight restaurants. That's really amazing. Yeah, I remember when I met you at the Creative Clubhouse. And yeah. you were, was that kind of when you were start, things were starting to take off? Yes, it was just before I signed on with High and Dry, Ironwood, and Wine Bar, and um, all those places. Mm-hmm. So it was like right at the like teetering point. Wow, and that was in May or June? I think it was May, May ish. Yeah, end of May. Yeah, wow. So, how did you decide on the name for the business? So, the name, um, so my name is kind of a unique name. It's spelled M E T T E, so a lot of people call me Meaty or Meddy, but it's a a Danish given name. It's um, a family name. And so, I kind of took my Danish heritage and I kind of was like, Oh, creative. A lot, my brother's restaurants kind of has a name that is related to like a Danish sense. And so I was like, okay, I want something creative. And so I looked up the word creative in Danish and it was just creative with a K and no E. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then I was like, I'm just going to name it M Creative. And then my dad, I was in the car with my dad and I was telling him my idea. And he was like, well, why don't you use your last name initial? So it's like spells like be creative, but it's not actually like be creative. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of smart. And back to like what I said, I kind of got my like marketing sense from my father. So Mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, why don't you do B? And I was like, oh yeah, I like that. And so I kind of stole that from him. That's so cool. I love that. Nice. So since starting your business, do you, can you think of anything that might be like the most important thing that you've learned in the past month, few months? Um, Setting boundaries with like clients um definitely getting organized having a plan for everything like a lot of people don't realize like sometimes social media can just be like i mean 
it is hard with restaurants because some of the things are so last minutes or we have these last minute promotions that we're doing or we're trying to get rid of something so we're going to put something up but for the most part I'm still working on this myself because I'm still such a new company is getting organized like I use like apps like later for scheduling like posts and stuff and so I definitely like learned organization setting boundaries with clients I mean because sometimes I have clients like texting me like at all hours of the day and I'm just like oh my god Mm -hmm. so that's something I'm still working on right so how are you setting those boundaries how do you tell people to not text you at midnight or whatever I kind of now when I'm talking to especially like newer clients like hey like and I find with the restaurant industry I'm like Sunday nights and Mondays like kind of like don't leave me alone like I don't want to tell my clients that they can't come to me or email mm-hmm. me or you know if they have something going on but I'm like these are my days that I kind of just want to like decompress and like get organized so I mean I just like tell them I guess yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes you just have progress. to be upfront about it yeah and so what tips do you have for time management and staying productive that is definitely something that I feel like I definitely need advice on, but I have my weeks where I am, like, super productive, and then I have my weeks where I'm, like, God dang it, I am, like, struggling. But I think staying productive, like, definitely ties to, like, the environment I'm around, having a good, like, healthy environment, surrounding yourself by good and positive people. I find I'm more productive. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a desk area in my house, um, in a quiet area. I try not to, you know watch tv while i'm because you work from home so it's very hard to get distracted by your dogs by your tv and so i just you know make a schedule i think scheduling and setting deadlines is majorly like what keeps me going because if and i love when my bosses give me deadlines i thrive on that like if you give me a date like i love it i don't like when they're like hey will you do this just get it to me whenever i'm like no please just give me a date i'll work better like with that cool yeah, that definitely helps to just have it written down. I struggle with that right now with all of the different things I'm doing. Just it's just all floating around in my brain. Well, yeah, you feel like yeah, and there's I think there's like a meme that they're like the biggest joke I tell myself is I don't need to write that down. Mm-hmm. And I'll remember it, and that's like my thing. It's like what was that? And I'm often like, what date was that? And so yeah, definitely totally. write everything down. Yes, I need to get in the habit of that. <laughs> um, so what has been inspiring you to keep moving? Just what, what has kept you going and grooving? Um, I would definitely say, like, the Cleveland environment altogether. I really like um, the people I've met here. Um, I definitely value how Cleveland kind of does community over competition. I see that a lot with, like, people doing very similar things yeah. in Cleveland, but they're still supportive of one another. Like, when you were hosting that thing at Local Girl Gang, mm-hmm. I really get, like, inspired by hearing, like, people's stories of how they got started I feel like that really helps me because then you realize like you know you hear people's failures and how it's not always you know what's the word I'm looking for it's not always rainbows and butterflies all the time and you have to struggle and so I feel like listening especially like having sources like the local girl gang and creative clubhouse and stuff like that is really nice like to go to to like get inspired and to keep going because you hear people's relatable stories you're like yeah that totally makes sense and it gives you a like a sense of security that you're not like alone like people have you know started from nothing and have built 
crazy com- yeah, cool companies. Exactly, because you look on Instagram and you only see the yeah. highlight reel. Yeah, you see only people like you know it, everything looks so perfect, but you sometimes don't see that like you know people had to have struggled to where they've gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that helps me a lot too. Um, so, do you have any self care practices that keep you? not going crazy that keep you grounded when you're trying to get work done definitely um back to I definitely love surrounding myself with positive people like friends um certain family members because I realize who you have around you is going to dictate your mood and your behavior and if you let all the negative bullshit as I say come in then you're only gonna just like your self-worth like just goes down and I feel like I like to surround myself by certain people I love being around my dogs having some alone time having I think having me time and setting boundaries for work like I know workaholics and you just see them like not giving themselves a break not having some kind of hobby you know like sometimes I'll catch myself it's like as much as you think Instagram is like a thing that you know you might want to take a break and scroll through that's like my thing I need to take a break from sometimes Mm -hmm. and like go out and just like you know do stuff with friends and not be around like work stuff it helps me mentally just to like refocus Mm -hmm. especially going out to new restaurants and trying new things and seeing um, how people do their stuff definitely like it's almost like a break but not because it's still kind of related to what I work yeah what I do definitely so for any listeners that might be trying to do something similar to you um what advice would you give them um I think my number one advice would definitely be to listen to your gut um not only just specifically if you're looking to do something that I do specifically but just something growing a business in general or doing not even necessarily growing your own business but your career path in general I think if you don't listen to your gut you're really just hurting yourself I've seen a lot of people you know take their parents advice or their friends advice Mm. or their you know aunts and uncles advice and you know while they're trying to give you advice that they think is really good for you it might not be I mean I had to struggle a lot with trying to take other people's advice and finding that that didn't make me happy I mean, when I graduated from high school, my guidance counselor told me that I wasn't going to be able to get into the school I wanted to. I got into it. Mm. She told, I had another guidance counselor at Bowling Green told me I wasn't going to get into the business program, and I got into it. And so I feel like a lot of people will have that one person in their life tell them they can't do something, and then they'll just stop. Well, if I would have just listened to those people, I wouldn't have gotten to where I was. And I had a lot of people tell me, like, no, you can't do something. And then I just said, I listened to my gut and said, well, screw that. I'm just going to go do it. And then it has worked out for me. So I definitely Mm -hmm. recommend everyone, like, listen to your body. Like, if you're exhausted, go lay down. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I I have a cousin that just moved to Cleveland, and he was in the medical field industry. And I saw him. I was like, this is just not you. Like, why are you working in an industry that has nothing, no interest for yourself? He ended up quitting and uh, taking a job for a platform, and I saw him, like, so much happier mm-hmm. because he just listened to what he wanted and his gut, and I love watching people just do, speak their truth. It doesn't have to be some fancy job. If you love, you know, working in a coffee shop, shop and serving coffee, then go for it. Yeah. Stop listening to others try to dictate your life when they don't really value or know what's good for you. Mm-hmm. That's important, for sure. So... What about your business are you most excited about right now? Um, Definitely 
growth. I mean, it already has grown a lot. I'm kind of like, some days I like have panic attacks that it's going to like, because I don't want to ever say no to like new potential clients, but I feel like I'm going to like, I'm only one person. So I'm definitely excited about the growth part. Um, I'm really excited about just getting to know people and people um, like, I feel like I get excited like when I go to like Cleveland, that Cleveland Vibes thing and they're like, oh yeah, I know your company. So like kind of like people recognizing like my like business is like really exciting and getting to know all these people and going to all these different events and like having some kind of recognition yes. is really exciting. I look forward to growing. However, like I said, I'm a little overwhelmed yeah. with like, not, not in a bad way. Like definitely like I can handle it, but I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I came up with a concept that I kind of saw that there was a niche for, and yes. then it kind of just took off. And I, I, I was expecting it, but not expecting it. I feel like when you start something, you're like, well, this could either go one or two ways. Mm -hmm. And it went like one way and it just kept going. (laughs) Wow. Yes. I'm so excited for you. So what, if someone wants to work with you, if there's a restaurant that might Mm -hmm. be listening to this episode, um, how can they work with you? Um, Usually, I mean, just contact me. I'm very, I'm very casual with how I do business. Um, email, phone, um, just contact me and tell me what your goals are, where you're struggling, and I'll definitely try to help. I think there's a lot of, with what I do, I think there's a lot of small businesses that don't have the tools, you know, like have the professional cameras, have the budget to even hire like food Mm -hmm. photographers and all that stuff. And so I definitely, I definitely urge people to have a social media presence. And I always tell people it doesn't have to be me doing your social media, but like do it. It's becoming... Instagram's becoming one of the fastest growing platforms and I think for marketing yourself especially in the Cleveland area it's very important Mm -hmm. I mean I hear people go oh did you see that on Instagram or you know I remember I saw like there was like Frosé at Plum on their Instagram and I was like there within like so I mean it's so influential and like as much as people you know can hate social media at the end of the day it's so important so I always encourage clients big or small like you know we can work with your marketing budget and mm-hmm. go from there and cool yeah so last question um before we wrap up just what are you loving right now can you just recommend some restaurants some cleveland spots maybe some some of your favorite instagram accounts some okay. of your favorite books yes. all the stuff that you might be loving right now so i will mention food places that i don't work for because i feel like i'm being biased and i don't want right. to like say one restaurant and you know, they'll be like, well, what about ours? <laughs> so besides the places I work for, which are all wonderful, um, I definitely, my favorite place to get like a sandwich or like lunch food is definitely Larder or Urban Twine. Nice. I haven't I been like, either. Oh, you have not? Oh my God. The turkey sandwich at Urban Twine. And then Larder always has something really cool going on. They change cool. it up. Like they want, they had this cucumber and peach, like salad oh my god it was amazing so definitely mm. that that for lunch um i love the plum for dinner oh i feel like there's so much and oh ginkgo is like my hands down if you love sushi it will Ooh, change your I've life i've never heard of it before ginkgo is um dante's downstairs okay in trima it's mm-hmm. right across from high and dry um it is amazing cool for sushi um i love the beet jar for juice smoothies my favorite Instagram accounts, I really love uh, Cleveland Vibes. I love uh, Nicole with Eat Local. I do a lot of, um, some work with her, and she always does some really cool stuff. Um, 
there's so many Instagram accounts. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, Spotted Owl. Have you seen their Instagram account, the cocktail bar in uh, Tremont? I think I have. I think. Well, they have amazing cocktails, and yeah. they have a really cool Instagram account. Um, I really like their stuff. Cool. Yeah, and their cocktails are amazing. Nice. They have like a, I don't even know, I can't even remember because I was there once, but they have this thing, it's like this circle chart of like what mood you're in or something, and that how it dictates your cocktail. I don't know what it is. I can't remember exactly, but definitely go there. It's Ooh, amazing. Ooh, that sounds fun. Cool. Any like books that you're reading, TV, movies, podcasts? Um... No, I haven't. It's weird, and I'm a very seasonal person when it comes to TV watching. Now that the weather's cooled down, I'm like more watching like yeah. series and stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually just watched Sinner with Jessica Biel on Netflix. Highly recommend that. Interesting. Something that I have on the background while I'm like working because I like to have noise. I always have like Friends on or The Office, yeah. like the classics. Absolutely. Um, not reading any books right now. I feel like. I'm not really a book reader as much as I like to read, like, blogs and articles. So, like, I go on to, like, Buffer, which is, like, a social media blog Mm -hmm. and podcast, and I listen or read their stuff. Nice. I more like to go bounce around and read stuff than I like to, like, dive into, like, a novel or something. Nice. Cool. So, where can people find you on, what's your website, your Instagram, all the good stuff? So, I am definitely more instagram oriented with everything just because that's kind of where things are going now so you can find me on instagram it's just b.creative with a k and no e um you can find a link to my website on my instagram page i'm also on facebook same same name you can search me um you can even find me through my personal pages i have my personal page linked to my business page and then my business page linked to my personal cool well anything else you want to share Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. That was my chat with Meta. If you want to learn more about Meta and her business, find her on Instagram and check out her website. The links to all of those will be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider screenshotting the episode on whatever podcast player you're using. Upload it to your Instagram stories and tag me so I know you're listening. I would love to connect with you. All right, well, that is all I have for you today. Until next time, I hope to connect with you on social media. I'm at Museroom Podcast on Instagram, and if you would like to shoot me an email, send it to museroompodcast at gmail.com. So thank you, Meta, for chatting with me, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I hope you all have a great week, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon.